going on, everyone in the free world? I'm so excited to be back for another week of everybody's favorite podcast. Go ahead, Kevin. TV channeling. I am super hyped to be here. And why am I so hyped? Because we're doing a hype-worthy episode, Tanchi. You know the thing we do? Where we talk about shows that have gotten a lot of press and a lot of buzz on social media. And we go in and we go in deep. So we're about to do that to not one, but two very talked about, get out of the gutter, Tachi, two very talked about shows. Me? Ah, you are gutter king. Me. I am appalled. We're going in on two different shows that got a lot of hype over the summer and into fall. The hype has carried on. And so we will settle once and for all. Did these shows deserve all the hype they got? So we're going to be talking about two Fox shows. We're going to be talking about Fox's The Big Leap, as well as Our Kind of People. So up first is The Big Leap. It airs on Fox Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. If you live anywhere else, you do the math because we're not going to. All right. That's right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let me, do, first of all, do a spoiler warning. We're going in. I, when I say we're going in deep, we're going in deep. So You might uh, want to stop listening now if you can't take it. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the uh, first episodes of either of these shows, uh, you know what? Pause it here. Go check them out. They're available on Hulu and on Fox.com if you haven't seen them yet. So check them out and then come back here and go in deep with us. All right. So let me give the synopsis for The Big Leap to get the conversation started. A group of diverse underdogs from all different walks of life who compete to be a part of a competition reality series that is putting on a modern hip hop remake of Swan Lake. All right, Tachi, what did you think of the very first episode of Fox's The Big Leap? So everybody loves a story about the underdog, and I do too. First of all, I was already drawn to this because dance, you know I'm a dancer choreographer, so anything called the big leap, I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you do you want to, do I need to say who's in it or? Yeah, go go ahead and tell people about uh, uh, some of the people that are in it because there are some, there are a couple of names. Yeah, there are a couple of names that you would probably know. So I, of course, um, Piper Parabo plays Paula Clark and, um, She's the main character. And then Scott Foley. Do we remember who Scott Foley is? Scott Foley was on the show with, uh, give me a second, Scandal. He was on Scandal. Yes. With uh, he play, I can't, Harry Washington. With, um, Carrie Washington, right? She, she, well, he was like the second boyfriend, but he was the one that was in the what are they? The MX thirteen, the and whatever yes. they were called. And remember right, how he was fa- remember how Carrie Washington's father kept basically um, finding different agents to romance and sleep with his daughter to keep an eye on her. Just, yes, that was one of the most disturbing. How many dudes did he send in to hook up with his daughter? <sighs> And how little respect does he have for his daughter that this is the (laughs) this is the the thing. Yeah, that was really disturbing. And the funny thing is, I only I don't know a whole lot about Scott Foley's career. My first encounter with him was through Scandal. So, of course, I'm seeing him in a very dramatic role. But this is pure comedy. 
<laughs> so it's really interesting. And he plays the producer of the, the show, uh, which is the big leap. It's called the big leap. Uh, Nick Blackburn. I, it, again, it's, it's a bunch of ragtag individuals that come together and it's not just like a regular competition show, right? They are forming a dance company to perform Swan Lake, as you said, but it's just, it's a different twist. And although this is actually based off of a British show, um, called Big Ballet. Wow. So is the yeah. British show an actually, actually a reality show and, um, or is it a scripted show like this? I think it's a scripted show. I had I'd have to do more research, but I do. It's a it's a mini series. Yeah, no, it's, it's scripted because it's a mini series uh, called Big Ballet. So you know, here we go again. <laughs> that we're taking our cues from across the pond in terms of programming and adapting it for an American audience. So I I love the fact that the uh, the main character is um is is biracial. And just the the begin. I'm not even going to keep going because I want to hear your thoughts on the whole the beginning part of it. Because wait a minute before before we do that, <laughs> there was one part of it where they you know they're in this. She's in high school and she and her well best friend but boyfriend are in this dance team. There's this dance team at school and she's like this huge deal. And there she gets this uh, scholarship to go to college for dance. And then they go to the, you know, they go to this party. Well, the party was at her house and her mother was like, yeah, no party, you know, no drinking, whatever. She had a party at her house or whatever. And so she was uh, saying that her and what is that? The character's name that played her boyfriend best friend i don't remember his name okay i just know, I just well, know her name gabby so yeah he was okay well, right. I'll, I'll just get, get right to it he it was like insanely i don't know i i had a problem with several things in this show but the cliche of the fact that um the guy that that she dances with that is she thinks is her boyfriend is gay is just like why couldn't just once could they have it where she knows that he's gay and he knows he's gay and they're i don't know that that honestly bothered me but anyway i just looked up big ballet and no it's a reality series which i suspected is it a reality series yeah basically what, okay. what fox did was they they're doing a dramatization of the making of that so big ballet okay. is just what this is but it's a reality show but so what they're doing okay. is, is a scripted version of behind the scenes it's like if we did a scripted version of called of something called uh find the right love or the perfect the, the perfect mate and it was basically a dramatization of the bachelor but behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that's what this is the big leap is big ballet but it's behind the scenes version of it a scripted version. Okay, well, they called it a miniseries, which is what led me to believe that it's a it mini, was it's a doc, a it's a documentary, uh, uh, a, a miniseries. So it's a docu series. Okay, all right. So that makes sense. All right. So, um, yeah. So Gabby is is that is the the main. Sorry, Gabby is the main character. I made a mistake and said Paula, but Gabby is the uh, uh main character in this. And you know what? I have to agree with you, Kevin, because I think there's no need to go with the same trope or whatever, I guess they figured the only way it would work where they wouldn't talk is if they went through this whole thing. But I think there were other devices that they could use rather than this, this same trope, to be honest. Oh, they could have absolutely done a different thing. It's like, okay, she could have, she walks in on him 
with uh, another guy and so uh, she actually is pregnant because she hooked up with some other guy and um, so they don't talk for seven years and when she finds out about this show she goes searching for him and she finds out through via Instagram that he works at a, a bowling alley and so she wants to basically get him to audition with her because she never went to college because she was pregnant she has her seven-year-old adorable son and um but she feels stuck she's working in middle management and she envisioned more for herself and never went to college because of the whole pregnancy thing and so there could there's a to me there's other ways to have done it uh, to have them not talk honestly if we want to go there and actually be scandalous because her father seems to be nowhere to be found if she would have walked in on her best gay friend making out with her father that would have oh, been a reason no. not to talk for seven years Ugh. um that Ugh. has happened that kind of thing has happened so where um in real life so yeah so anyway so something like that could have happened um there's there's other ways they could have written it that made more sense and the idea that okay let's even say that she did find out that he was gay the idea that when you find out that somebody who uh you think is your boyfriend whom you've never had sex with they point out they never had sex when you were 17 and you're not going to talk to him for seven years because it turned out that he was gay the fact that she wouldn't talk to him sooner than that there's it would have to be something to, it makes more sense the way i told it the fact that she walked in and saw him kissing her father and that caused the breakup of her her parents marriage that would make more sense that she didn't talk to him for seven years than the idea that this gay boyfriend that she was only holding hands with um uh is turned out to be gay well, no, I, I have to disagree with you there, Kevin. And I think that when that happened now, and I know things like that have happened before. It's not anything new, but it's all it to me. It's like discounting the woman's feelings that she could have been really deeply in love with him. And then this happened. It's not just about him being gay. It's also about her feelings and how she felt even though she was pregnant and all that thing has ha happened. But to your point, I have to disagree. Seven no, years, I, I think that would be more than enough. Hurt, Tachi. Absolutely. Uh, uh, mm -hmm, Absolutely. No. no, but you're not, First but, of all, no, but you're no, not wait, a woman. Wait, she you are not that, a woman. Uh, Tachi, I'm sorry. I, I got a call foul. She wasn't that in love with him because she was boning some other dude. So uh, the love didn't run that deep. Well, it ran deep enough. I think she just got frustrated because nothing was happening and her hormones took over. And again, you know well, what? You know what? I, I, got, I got to bring it back to Nene Leakes. Close your legs to non-boyfriend men. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Now, I'm not saying that was right. Not at all. But again, they're in high school. But to the point of it could have been even when, you know, there are these indiscretions and things and I'm not game for it, but there are people who still, I'm like, no, I still really love him or her. And I just made this whatever indiscretion. Okay. I don't really buy it, but I do know that that does happen where there are people. So she could have been like, really whatever. Cause you saw that kind of like took her back and she just kind of left once that happened. Yeah, but the, the same thing could be said about him then. Maybe it was an indiscretion on his part that he kissed that uh some boy that they were in school with. Um, It could have been a one-time thing. He could have been bi. I don't no, but know. But this is bigger. This is bigger. She didn't even know he was gay. So the fact is, there's never any hope when that's the case. Well, so she didn't, one-time well, thing, it doesn't matter. Was, 
Well, she, he didn't know she was sleeping with other people. Wait, wait, we let, we gotta let's leave that part. Of, we got a lot to cover, so let's let that one go. All right. So, what did you think of the Mike character? Because there were so many things about the Mike character and what they did with him that just bugged me from start to finish. So, well, Mike, talk about what bugged you. Okay, so let's talk about who Mike is first. So Mike is a character we meet uh, who's teaching a spin class, and he starts talking in his spin class about his relationship and the and the uh, the uh, the end of his uh, potentially the end of his marriage. How he set his wife wanted a separation, and because of that, he turns off the people who's uh, he's teaching the class to. And of course, his boss sees this and he gets fired. Then we see him being a Lyft driver. Then we also see him working for Instacart. Now this is another this is a little thing and this may not bug anybody else but I'm going to mention it anyway. I it takes me out of shows when they do simple things that don't line up with reality for the sake of a joke that's so stupid it's like leave that joke out. That joke was not worth suspending reality for. So when we see him as an Instacart driver, he's uh delivering somebody's groceries and he's um on the intercom letting them know that he's there with their groceries. And so he drops the bag and you hear a a the a, a glass breaking and he goes by the way they were out of merlot and so that's the joke Uh, he breaks the bottle and then says they were out of merlot anybody who's used instacart knows the moment they're done shopping or as they're shopping you can see when they're adding things to the cart and what you've been charged for so saying they were out of merlot the person has been charged for the merlot and they will see it on their receipt so what does that you only would do that for a joke in a TV show. In reality, he's going to have to tell them, I'm sorry, I, dro- I dropped your bottle of wine and I will remove it from the account as soon as I get in the car. That's what would really happen. So just for that stupid joke, it just takes you out of the reality of the show. Oh, and, and I agree. But so how else would it have been done? <laughs> or are you just saying not to do it? Because the thing is, that happens in television shows all the time where they're like and again it's for a television show i've seen i've seen similar types of jokes happen there and again it is it is not with reality but is this show even reality well what you would do is okay when he breaks the uh when he breaks the wine bottle that he, he could say to himself well there goes he goes so apparently i just bought this guy's groceries for free because he would pay for that wine out of his own pocket so that that's to me is what he would say the reality is this is that this is not only gonna not only he's not gonna make money for that trip he's it's gonna cost him money so that's what he would say to himself or something not some oh like you know oh they were out of merlot you know just like i thought that was stupid then we get into this whole thing that happens on shows like this that i don't know this probably isn't a thing that bugs you but what bugs me is where people are way too interested in somebody's life than they more than they would be interested like in real life it's just like don't you all have your own lives so mike has friends so his he's meeting with his friends and they're all concerned and they're all and they're men there he has a bunch of friends that are straight men that are concerned about his relationship and are concerned about and talking to him about his relationship a that didn't ring remotely true to me a b for some reason when he decides to uh he sees this an ad for this reality show um, um, he sees the sign for it, so he's going to try and do it to win back his estranged wife. He got he got uh, laid off from a job working at an auto plant when the auto plant moved to Mexico, and so the show takes place, I believe, in Detroit or Michigan, somewhere in Michigan, Detroit. maybe not Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detroit. So he decides he's going to win her back by doing this bold gesture of being on this reality show. Okay, that is problematic. 
it, there's no explanation about why being on this reality dance competition would be anything that would win her back. Give me some kind of story about how, like, you know what? I wouldn't dance with her at our wedding or something that makes it make sense. Or like her father danced and it meant so much to her, uh, her but he died when he was a little, when she was a little girl. Something. It's just like out of nowhere, I'm going to go on this reality show to win her back. That's just like, okay, Tachi doesn't refuse to do TV channel with me anymore. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on Survivor and win Tachi back. How? What the hell does that have to do with anything? I dude, I see exactly what you're saying with that. It didn't that character kind of I think they could have developed him a little bit more where there was purpose behind what so he said his mother owned a dance studio. That could have been a reason or motivation, you know, yes, beyond if his mother, is dying, if his mother right. is dying of cancer or something and to keep her spirits up, he's going to basically dance for her on TV. That makes more sense. I'm going to win back the woman I'm separated from by going on a reality, a dance competition, which has nothing to do with her. She has no love of dance, nothing. It makes zero sense. Oh, but it gets more stupid. So there's uh, a, there's a, there's like, two, uh, uh, he, when he, when he's going to go do his audition, his friends, like all four of them, show up for his audition. Now, let's just be real. This isn't a cattle call audition. When you go to audition for some some show like, say, The Voice or for American Idol or the other version of this on Fox, what was their dance call? So you think you can dance. You are mm -hmm. there all day into the night so the idea that when he goes up there his friends are all sitting there like in these seats and like woo you do it mike we're rooting for like wait, wait first of all you don't all don't you all have jobs and families of your own all of them all of your friend group can come like what i could see if you're gonna actually be on the show and they all show up but the idea that all of them are free and all of them come to watch your audition. All of them have been waiting there all day. All of them were allowed to be sitting inside the thing. I just like, uh, why, how, what? No, uh-uh, not even real. So there's that. Of course, he makes it uh, through the cut, and he's going to be on the show. But wait, are there more stupid, weird coincidences that don't make any sense in the re uh, reality-based world? Oh, yes, there are more. Then we see Mike, he's getting to know some woman. I think her name is Brittany. And they're uh, behind the, 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 the show is being filmed in a, a, a theater, a, like a, a classic uh, theater. And so they're behind the theater, um, like just hanging out, talking. And they start having like a little cute kind of dancing thing where they're dancing with each other. So then Scott Foley, the producer of the show, for some reason, happens to be behind the theater as well. Uh, what does he also have behind the theater with him? A camera crew. Why are they out there? They're filming the they're fil they're actually filming the production inside the theater where they're actually filming people trying out. So they're all out there, and so Scott Foley sees that they're flirting or uh, while they're dancing, and Scott's all like, "Hey guys, get the cameras over there and start filming this." So why why they were all outside? Maybe it was like di director's cut, and for time we don't see why they're all out there. It makes zero sense why everybody else is inside. Uh, there's a camera crew and the producer and the assistant producer just happened to be outside and catch um uh mike and this other dancer dancing oh but there's more so scott's wife um uh who he separated from shows up and where does she show up at the back of the theater how does she know that he's at the back of the theater who knows because they don't tell us and when she, she shows doesn't up, know 
We just see her, boom, she's there and she's there to talk to him and she sees him and she wants to talk to him. And so they're separated. He thinks- No, it didn't It didn't seem like that. It seemed like they were walking by and it happened to, she happened to see, I don't think she purposely saw him, you know, sought him out there. I don't think she knew. Okay, let's even say that you're right, which I don't think you are, but for the sake of I argument- I think I am. Let's I think say, I am, but let's go just, on. Okay, let's just say- that her husband is going to be on a reality competition show he just that she doesn't know about and he just happens to be dancing with another woman behind a theater then also there's a camera crew there that apps that app, for some reason is also behind the theater instead of the theater where everything is happening and they start filming it because the producer told him to then she happens to be walking by and she sees him dancing and then she goes up to talk to him and because the reason why i think you're wrong is she says you're doing this reality show is i don't think this is a good idea so she she didn't say that first though Oh God, Tachi, she did. Okay, fine. I'll go All back right. and watch. She right. didn't say okay, it you first. Know what? Oh, okay, I'll list. I'll for the sake of argument, I'll do this your way. Let's say that a she just happens to be walking by, doesn't know about a reality show, sees him being filmed, and then surmises that it's, that he's on a reality show. And she, then- he said it. You have to go back and watch. He said it. What he said, hey, hey. And she went, it's my wife. It's my wife. He said, hey, you said, and she said, no, what is, she said, what is this? He said, this is a reality show. A reality show? Really? She didn't know. Okay. Go so back let's, and watch it. All right, Tachi. Let's say that you're correct on this. I'll give you all I that. am. Go ahead. So, the coincidence of the fact that they have to be dancing back there. She happens to be walking down the street with her new boyfriend while um, happening into her um, separated husband on a reality show. Seriously, I don't know how small is Detroit that that happens. That's the thing that happens to people. I just I'm separated from you, and I just bump into you and a reality crew behind a theater. So here's the thing: it does see the the problem that the thing that they did not do was put any reasoning behind all of that happening. There, there's two. They're trying to put too much in, and that's where some things get lost. Where we can't. Okay, well, why is this happening, or why are they there? I've run into people in New York City all the time that it's like, oh, hey, and I don't even live in New York right now, you know anymore. So I, whenever I'm there, I run into people. So it's not totally off the mark that you could run into somebody in a city that is, even if it's, it, and New York is 8 million people and miles and miles. So that could happen. But okay. it doesn't make any sense. Hold on. It doesn't make any sense because there, there doesn't need seem to be a lot of reasoning for some of these things that are happening. And we're I don't know if they're going to put the reasoning in in subsequent episodes, but I would have left off some of the, some of the action in favor of deeper, right. In favor of deeper explanations so that, Oh, okay. I get it now. I see why there are too many storylines and too many people. It feels like, and I get it's supposed to be an ensemble, but this is where the problem is happening. Oh, but wait, there's more. Okay, so another weird coincidence that just feels like too much for me is one of the assistant producers, when when Scott Foley says, hey, film them over there dancing and flirting. And then the producer says, well, you know, uh, uh, Brittany 
um, uh, I mean, uh, Mike is a laid off auto worker and Brittany actually worked as the restructurer of that same auto firm. And he goes, oh, my God. So he's the she's the woman that fired him. So wait, they both apply to be on a reality show. They both have chemistry and they both are paired up as be dancing partners. And it turns out that she was the one that fired him from his job. And then his wife, as they're dancing, unaware of their of their past relationship, his wife just happens to walk by with her new boyfriend. And then they start having an argument in front of cameras. Scott Foley, again, they were just back there for I don't know why, but they just happen to have release forms at the ready on clipboards and they asked the uh the boyfriend he goes i don't want to be on reality tv and so then the wife says this is not a good idea for you to be doing this be on reality tv and then she asks for the form and she signs it and then reads him and tells him how this is not a good idea for him to be on reality show right now she's just like wait don't you see that you've ensured that he's going to be on a reality show because we have video of him and a, and, and a, a form signed by you saying that you can use this footage of you yelling at him um, about how horrible an idea this is for him to do this. And he's not in an emotional state to do this. Why would she sign that if she doesn't want him to do it? Only See, Kevin, I think you are show. thinking way too logically about this. And it's interesting that you're bringing all of this up now because in some of these other shows we've watched, this has never been the argument where you have been at. There have been a lot of times where we've been asked to suspend disbelief. And it's this just, is almost the same. So what is it that is so I'm just wondering because I'm like, wow, Kevin, <laughs> because there's so many of these coincidences in just one guy's storyline. This is an hour pilot, which is 44 minutes in TV time when you minus out commercials mm -hmm. and there are several characters. And I just, uh, and I look at all the coincidences that I've gone through just in this alone, that just things that don't feel right or make any sense or characters doing things that don't make any sense. If I feel like if you're going to embarrass yourself and I feel like you're endangering yourself being on a reality show, why would I sign a release and then yell at you in front of uh, TV cameras after signing a release? Because it's a, a TV show and it's supposed to be comedy where th things happen in comedy that would not happen in real life. So I'm just like, I, I think I'm taking this a little more grain of salt than you are because I'm like, I'm not expecting, um, <laughs> uh, things to follow, uh, well, in, this is in a logical dramedy. order because it's a, not, yeah, yeah dramedy weak dramedy <laughs> that but yeah i i guess i'm not expecting things that's why i'm like okay well <laughs> that's what happens in this type of show it doesn't make sense it is unbelievable because those types of things happen in a lot of other types of comedies as well where it's like but that didn't make sense but it's tv so they could do what they like so i don't know it just feels like um this is in line with what happens on okay. television shows sometimes. Right. that's well, just me well, okay, and I'm not done with stuff that didn't make any sense. Um, so there's Gabby. oh, can I can I add one more thing before you add? Uh, sure, talk about Gabby. Um, so I, I think the thing is too the thing about the the this woman this uh, that got rid of his position and restructured things. I think there's room for that, but it should not have come in this episode. That should have been a reveal, like toward the middle of this whole thing where that becomes a tension point between the two of them. Maybe they're just talking and whatever. I don't think it should have been re revealed right now, even though they don't know Scott, you know, uh, Scott Foley or the, the producer knows. So I think it would have worked if it would have come out later. 
Oh, I could agree with you there. It it was too much was revealed literally in a two minute span. So that could have been a, a better thing to have revealed later. So I guess they feel like they want to give us uh, the audience a whole bunch of tidbits of future drama in the first in the pilot to get people to come back. But I felt like it's such a stretch of all the people in the world that would be on this reality competition show with him. It just happens to be the woman who fired him. I just, if it, it would be make more sense to me if the, if they had set that up, if they knew that, and then they paired them because of it versus they just happen to be paired. They just happen to be hitting it off. And then when the producers realizes their connection, that to me just was too many coincidences and too much. And another thing that was unrealistic that just bugged me, and you probably don't want to agree with this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. So Gabby and, oh, Justin, it's Justin is the name of the, of her gay oh, that's friend right, Justin. that she hadn't yeah. uh, seen for seven years. So she, of course she talks him into doing the audition with her. They're going to do the audition. So right before they're going to perform a stripper slash porn star does her audition and she puts, she brings a pole on stage and she has a whole bunch of powder that she uh, powders up and she has these side dancers who, who powder her up so she can swing around on the pole. So then Justin and Gabby are next and all this baby powder or talcum powder is all over the floor. So they start doing their number and she slips in the talcum powder and falls. And so Justin makes it, makes the cut, but she doesn't. So what bothered me about this is a, everybody saw all this powder all over the floor. It's white powder on a black floor. A. B, why don't they say anything before they start dancing? We don't want to slip and fall on all of this slippery powder. No, they don't say anything. Then when she slips and falls, A, they don't say anything. What she should have done was threaten to sue and then got an, another audition. But no, she doesn't. And there's a whole thing that she has to do to get another chance to be on the show. So what bothers me about this is I know why they did this. They did this so she could fail and then do something to try and get back in the show. But why couldn't she have just messed up because she messed up? People that are talented accidentally, they make mistakes. We see like athletes who train their whole life to do a flip at the Olympics and they mess it up. So the idea that this woman who hasn't danced professionally or danced in any kind of competition way for seven years might mess up when she's in front of people auditioning for a TV show, they couldn't just have that happen. They have to have it happen because she slipped on a whole bunch of baby powder that the uh, uh, porn star left on the floor. It just felt like, why? Yeah, I mean, yeah, agreeably so. Agreeably so. Uh, I don't you're asking me questions I don't know the answer to, but again, I'm not expecting reality from this. All right. Okay, well, anyway, you say things cuz all I'm saying is complaining about stuff. Uh yeah. <laughs> I think I think no, I see your point to to the things, but again, I'm also not expecting for this to mirror reality closely. Nobody see, you know, what was the name of the show that we really liked that got canceled? The the musical Rise. Um, Rise. Nobody breaks out in song in real life. So But no, it wasn't one of those kinds of musicals. It was they were putting on a musical, so they didn't just break out in the song out of nowhere and go in elaborate dance numbers. This is about a high school in a working class town. Like this is a reality show in a working class town. And they would they would be singing when they were on stage, or they'd be practicing by themselves singing a song or whatever, but they were not singing. It was not a full-on real like a real deal musical, like singing in the rain. Where no, 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 no. But even though no, that's true, but even then to some point to keep in line with it being a musical type of show, there was some 
out of place singing. It wasn't as much as if it was like La La Land or something, but there was some of it. So some things just don't happen in real life. And I think I, because of the show type of show this is supposed to be, I'm not expecting, um, you know, what what is the, the Latin word for does not follow? But I can't remember, but I'm not expecting that. I am, uh, okay, this is, uh, I'm not expecting sequitur things. All of this is non sequitur. It doesn't follow. I, so I'm no, not expecting I, I anything can, else. See, I can handle one or two things like that, but when there's thing after thing after thing, okay, another example is, so when Gabby doesn't get her audition, her mother uh, talks her up. Her mother is played by Nora Dunn. I love that actress. She used to be on SNL back in the day. And so they yeah. have a heartfelt scene where she's like, you know what? You know, you need to believe in yourself and not listen to your depression and go back there and you get another audition. So the idea that Gabby, A, this is a set of a television show, that she's able to, A, wander back onto the set of a TV show that she's not on, that's in production, she manages to. This is a show that lives in a uh, COVID world, and the fact that they just let her in, A, is weird. Then, B, she manages to get back to where the producers are having a discussion, and she just gets there just in time to overhear that there is a football player who's disgraced and um, that they over, she sees and overhears him leaving the meeting and they want him on the show because they want some kind of star power. And so Gabby says, if I can get him to come back and teach him the choreography, will you give me another shot? And of course they say yes. And of course she goes and talks to him for two seconds and convinces him to do it. And they're off to the races. And so like, um, okay, I just like that, all of it, it's just, it's so many things like that. Oh, but I got another one that just, seriously, can you not have enough coincidences? How small is Detroit? Are there 10 people living in this town? So there's another character who is a middle-aged woman who is an influencer and her career as an influencer is going downhill because of the fact that she's aging. So um, she decides she needs something, uh, you know, more different, something different to try and, and have uh, more content for her followers and stuff and she decides to audition and she used to like uh, dance when she was in college or something so her and her husband haven't had sex in over six months and she doesn't understand why later we cut to the fact that he is at a strip club and he's putting money um, uh, in, uh, giving money to a dancer, and who does that dancer happen to be? The very baby same dance, the very the pay, the baby powder dance. Oh my Jesus Christ! Are there like three people in this town? I here's the thing. I think they were trying to have storylines overlap, but they didn't do it very well, and there are too many to deal with. So I think that because Gabby is really the central character, and there are, of course, I think they're like what four central characters if i'm not mistaken so but i think that they have too many different things going on and that's the problem so once you put all of this mix in there it's like um when you put too much salt in something how do you fix it you can't you have to just keep watering it down <laughs> to get the so and then that also waters down some of the other seasoning and flavor uh, with that. So I think they were just trying to tackle too much in this first episode. And I don't know if they did that as a safeguard or like you said, to draw people in. I don't know. Yeah. And also there is this character. Now I will say, I don't say something good. This character named um, Monica Sullivan, um, she uh, goes into this tirade because she's not happy to be there. She's going to be the one. She's basically the Debbie Allen 
to this troupe. She's going to help them put on this production of this hip hop version of Swan Lake. And so she's, uh, she starts reading all of them when she sees the, the people that have made the initial cut. Initially, they, they have 40 people that have been selected and they're going to cut those 40 down to 20. And so when they're all practicing, um, she, she goes off because she just feels like they're not working enough or not nervous enough about what this, this is, what this is going to be. And so she says, um, she goes, I have been dancing since I was six years old. Uh, she said, I worked until my feet bled. Um, she goes, I spent six years in the core before becoming a prima ballerina. I didn't get my period until I was 30 years old. And she says, you, all of you people just rolled out of bed this morning, ate a bowl and of cheese, ate a bowl of cheese <laughs> and are now going to be dancing in front of millions of people. And so I was just like, all I could think about. I, lo- was- I loved that read, to be honest. Well, it reminded me of Debbie Allen of her famous thing from the movie and from the TV show Fame, where she's like, Fame costs. And right here is where you start paying in sweat. It was one of those kinds of epic moments. Absolutely. I know. I enjoyed that read. It's because I wrote down, rolled out of bed and ate a bowl of cheese, a bowl of cheese. Uh, well, wow. that just speaks to how people from the coast think of people that live in the Midwest. So that was a that was a yes. I don't think they're actually eating bowls of cheese. Thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was a huge exaggeration. But again, I wasn't expecting truth from from this. But it's just this. Yeah. This read that I, I enjoyed it. OK, so um, what did you think about the chemistry between Gabby and the football player? So I thought it was I found it strange in a sense, not that it could not happen, but it was. It was a little quick, if that made any sense. Yes. And, uh, quick and unfounded. There was no uh, what. And then she said, all right, uh, such and such a play at your house. And then she didn't. Know. The average football player is not going to say, oh, here's my address. Here's, Why couldn't they practice there? Yeah, here's the address. Here's the address. Here's my address person I've known for what two seconds. So exactly that. And then B, um, she matches she manages to tell him the story as the oh, another part that bugged me, and you may you won't agree with this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, people defend me on Twitter if you agree with me. Okay, so when she's trying to teach him how to dance at his uh palatial apartment and it's not working out initially she says have you even seen swan lake and then he says no and she seems genuinely surprised that this heterosexual football player has not seen a production of the ballet swan lake i am a super bowl sleeping through gay man and i have never seen a production of swan lake well, the and better I, question would have been like, have you even heard of Swan Lake? That to yes, me would have been believable. That like, you don't made, know? Exactly. The idea that she would even ask him that, of course he hasn't seen. It would have been a shock if he had said yes. Exactly. Exactly. And if I play my cards right, I will leave this earth without ever having to sit through a production of Swan Lake. Swan Lake is beautiful. The views expressed <laughs> <laughs> by Kevin are correct. All right. So... <laughs> Anything else? Uh, you no. Want, anything else you want to say yeah. before we render a verdict? 
Yeah. So there's the the whole thing with um, getting into the fight with those two individuals who were uh, heckling him because he, he had gotten in trouble. He was he's a disgraced football player. So he had gotten in trouble and they were trying to really lure him on the show because they knew his uh, reputation was like in the gutter. And so this to kind of get him some attention or whatever. And so, you know, at first the answer was no, but then drag dragged him back in. I don't even know how. And, but then they go to, after they rehearse, they go to eat someplace. And then um, these two so-called, uh, you know, football flat fans keep heckling him. Um, and he doesn't do anything, ignores it until he says, yeah, something like, yeah, and your fat girlfriend or something like that. And that's what made him annoyed. And he, he, uh, picked up a cinder block that just happened to be sitting there and used it to smash the window of their car and then punch them out. So then here comes the police or whatever. So two she seconds late, literally two seconds, two seconds after later. happens. The, a, the police are there. B, there's a cinder block just sitting in front of this burger plate. Just like, oh my God. So she, she, um, well, first she's sitting in the car. Maybe that's wise, but I don't think I would have been like, you know, there was like, she's just like not knowing what the hell to do. I'm like, they're beating, what, what, what's going on? So they come back the, uh, the next day or whatever. She assumes that he's been arrested or gets in trouble because he was already in trouble so that he's not going to be able to be part of it. She says this. And then um, he comes, is like, okay, are we ready to go? And he comes in. And the mother just happens to have her dance shoes there. And just so she case. gets ready just in case. Oh, Goes but there's, up no, but on there's the not, stage. not enough, Tachi. So not only is her mother there with her dance shoes when she didn't think she was going to dance, but also her son is there. So when uh, why are they there? So when 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 they do their dance tryout and he triumphant, triumphantly lifts her up in the air and she's crying, her son and her mother can be clapping. That that for that moment. They have them there, which makes no sense. She thinks that this guy isn't going to come. Why would she even bother to go there in person to say, by the way, the one condition that I had to be on the show again isn't going to work out. So I'm, not only am I going to come to tell you in person that I won't be able to be on the show because I couldn't talk to this oh, uh, guy. Oh, but don't you remember because her because Justin came and said, uh, you know, she she wasn't going to go. Justin came by the house first. And encouraged her to go. That's why she was there. And she said to her son, should we go see Justin dance? And he said, yeah. So that's why they went. Okay. So we, so if that's correct, the only coincidence we have is that her mother is there and her mother happens to have her dancing shoes in her purse. Okay. So there's no guarantee that um, <laughs> there's nothing at the house that says, oh, well, the mother is coming too. There was nothing, it, you know, that indicated that the mom was going to come too. I thought it was just going to be the son and her. Also, okay, let's be another thing that doesn't seem real. If we're going to be talk about this, I know these non-real things don't bother you. This is not even a reality show. This is the rehearsal to see who will make it to the second round of said reality show. The idea that they would let her in, this child, and her mother come in to tell or even just to hang out and watch who you can't just go wander into American Idol. Oh, I'm a friend of somebody who's going to be on the show. Who's uh, one of the contestants who isn't even going to be officially on the show yet. Oh, sure. Have a seat. We'll bring you some water. No, you can't come in and hang out. 
No, you cannot. But again, I'm not expecting reality from this show. Oh, so, right. so, but anyway, so he gets on the stage. Um, she comes, she said, I thought, I thought, um, you would, he, and she, she basically stopped and he said, the other two had warrants, but that doesn't mean that you were, <laughs> you wouldn't be charged okay. too. That is not an explanation yeah. to me. I thought that was one That's of the stupidest shorthand explanation. They had warrants. So I guess that means the police believe that he explained that they were the ones who instigated the altercation. And so that's what happened. And that's why a cinder block was thrown into the windshield of their car or See, with policing in America, I, I just don't that that didn't make any mm -hmm. sense. Not probably, even a little bit of sense. Could have, they probably could have just left that whole thing out because exactly. that, there was no reason. It, no, but. you know why they had that in there is they had that in there because they can't let anything play out in a remotely realistic way. We had uh, the reason why we had to have that fight was because it was going to show that he respects her when they referred to her, called her fat or whatever. So he's defending her honor. So we got that. Then we have to have the thing that she doesn't think he's going to be there and her shock and surprise to see that he's there and her and her mother and her son have to be there to see her do the uh to do the tryout and for him to do in a completely un an unrehearsed lift. She is a bigger person. He is not an experienced dancer. He lifts her up over his head and holds her up there for like 15, 20 minutes. Just like, I, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. The lift thing is, um, is interesting. If he, now that's the only thing I can say again, I'm not expecting reality, but from a dance perspective, if you've never danced or lifted someone before you can hurt yourself it doesn't matter how big they are so like an unexpected lift is is weird mm -mm. yeah it didn't it didn't ring remotely true um and it looked like it was a cgi lift too and just like oh okay so um and then the producer seeing this instantly says oh she's falling in love with him and he's gonna break her heart they're the star of this there she's the star of this show and then like roll credits and so <laughs> i was like oh come on <laughs> come on well kevin all right, so let's get to it, Tachi. And there's mm. even more stuff that I complain about if I had if we had more time, but we have another show for me to complain about. So let's finish up complaining about this particular show. So, Tachi, when it comes to Fox's The Big Leap, do you believe this show was hype worthy? Yes or no? It is not hype worthy. That doesn't mean I won't watch it again because I want to see what develops, but is it as the the way they cut the trailer together really that trailer is in the entire first episode if you think yeah, about the it the trailer is so much better than the actual show <laughs> yeah the the way they cut the trailer together was just wonderful and it felt like the story of underdogs uh, overcoming and i'm like oh, okay this is going to be interesting now they when you first start watching i'm like okay this is, but then as it goes on, there are too many non sequiturs, things that don't follow. But also, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of reality from this. But because there are so many things in one episode, I don't know that it is hype worthy. What about you, Kevin? Do you think when it comes to the big leap that it is hype worthy? 
hell to the no and um there are so many things i didn't even go into there's a whole thing about the woman who thinks her husband is having an affair because they haven't had sex in six months i already mentioned the whole thing about the the stripper porn star that she's actually working with on the reality show but she takes his computer to this place and they're gonna um uh, they're gonna try to uh, she wants to find out because he's clearing his history what is he looking at and she because she finds a uh in his drawer in his office kleenex and lotion so we know what kleenex and lotion equals so uh but but he cleared his cash so she doesn't know what he's looking at so she takes it to some place that seems like in the uh like an apple genius type bar and there's like like four different texts that are talking to her and helping her in what reality do you walk into any kind of place to get your computer service and like there's not one not two not three but four insanely helpful people that help you uh get the information you want and not only does she get the information she wants she gets it grabs the laptop and leaves paying them nothing they asked for no money because this show exists in some alternate universe where people are just concerned and want to help you with your personal life and they actually give her advice on relationship i'm like really really but, but that is the point this show is not rooted in reality I just like, ah! no but i wanted it to be rooted in reality and i mean to me the having the reality the grit of real life in real life in a place like detroit uh juxtapose the 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 beauty and the magic of creativity and people that are adults that are way past the time unless you're a professional normally people if you had any kind of aspirations to do anything in the world of being of artist or being creative singing dancing or whatever that ends when you get out of school and so getting a second chance to do something like that in your 20s 30s and be uh, 30s and beyond is an amazing opportunity and it's a great story to be told and so if you don't make the grit of the reality real then it doesn't seem as magical when they have these magical dance moments because their whole well, that's world, why it should uh, have been a drama yeah and it should have been a drama it is a comedy kevin and it is a, not a comedy a, based in reality so it's listed as a dramedy there is it's a wrong assessment there's it is not a dramedy at all there all were right. some moments but you know Okay, so let's keep it moving. Okay. Let's move on to the next series on Fox. Let's talk about Our Kind of People. It airs on Fox on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And like before, if you live in another time zone, you do the math because we, yeah, we'll screw you up. All right, so why don't I tell uh, uh, you guys what the synopsis is of the show. Single mom who risked uh, risk it all uh, and moves her family to a vineyard uh, to a vineyard with the hopes of taking her natural hair care line to the next level by infiltrating the African American elite in Oak Bluffs. So, wow, what did you think of this show about Martha's Vineyard? Well, first of all, let's talk about some of the people that are in there. Yaya DaCosta as the main character, Angela Vaughn. And if you don't remember her, you'll remember her. I don't remember what cycle she was for America's Next Top Model, but um, she was on one of the first, very first cycles. Also, uh, Nadine Ellis as Leah Franklin uh, DuPont. Lance Gross, wonderful, as Tyreek Chapman. Uh, Rian Nicole as Laura DuPont. We have uh, Morris Chestnut as Raymond DuPont. 
So we have the Chapmans and the DuPonts who are these two very prominent families in Oak Bluffs. Also, uh, who's our favorite? Debbie Morgan, who plays yes. Patricia Williams, who's one of your favorites because you are a soap opera king. Yes. So what did you think of the pilot for Our Kind of People? I I absolutely. So I've read the book, Our Kind of People. And by the way, it is produced by uh, Lawrence Otis Graham, who is the um, author of the book, Our Kind of People, which is more it's it's slightly autobiographical and it really takes a look at the black elite in America the organizations they belong to the things they do where they summered etc and you know looking at it in terms of at a time we're talking about uh, these people were just they weren't even really a full generation away from slavery and enslavement, I should say. And, you know, there are black people in America and so especially these northern cities that were amassing wealth, that were doing uh, things. Now, um, Yaya DaCosta, who's Angela Vaughn, her mother was actually a maid on uh, in, in Oak Bluffs and not one of the elite and there's a, I, I don't even want to get, cause there's this whole story into it. I don't know if you want okay, us to get wait, into let's, it. We're, Kevin, no, but... we're getting into it again. I, I forgot to give the warning. Okay. Again. Spoiler alert. We are going okay, in spoiler on alert. Uh, everything that happens in the pilot. Absolutely. So this first, the pilot is called reparations. And I have to say it is directed by Tasha Smith this first one. And I'm sure you'll know Tasha Smith. She's one of those two fabulous twins in Hollywood that acts and directs and does stuff. So um, I, I, going back to the book, I read the book and it is, it's, it's really interesting to see the thoughts and the actions, et cetera, of the black elite. Now, what this is, is a dramatized version of some of the concepts that existed in the book. So I had a good grounding because I read this book uh, before we actually did like a, a discussion uh, when I was in uh, grad school about this book. So I, I know it quite well. Um, I, Yaya DaCosta looks fabulous. I love that when it opens that she's wearing um, the T-shirt. Did you notice her T-shirt? Yes, I that... did. It had uh, Harriet Tubman's name on it. Yes. And who, who else? A whole bunch of other in super, uh, big uh uh, Harriet female. Tubman, Rosa Parks, uh, yes. Shirley Chisholm, Angela Davis. There was one other that I couldn't see because, you know, she was sitting. But, you know, that's really those T-shirts are really popular in the black community now among different black communities. I have like two that are all black dancers. So it's the it's the concept of because of them, we can. There's even a whole website that talks about that, that these are the giants that we stand on the shoulders of and they propel us forward. So I love the fact that the costume designer chose that to send out a message saying that these are the giants that she stands on the shoulders of. What what is interesting to me is that I she didn't have a like one with Madam CJ Walker on her shirt, which would have made sense. But you know, I digress. Um, tell me what you what your initial thoughts are, Kevin. Well, the pilot opens up with Angela and her aunt, uh, Patricia, and her daughter arriving at Oak Bluff for, a Bluff for the first time. And they hit the beach and they're talking about the fact that Angela's mother uh, recently died and she left not only her, her hair care recipes 
but she also left this house they didn't know about that she owned back in Oak, Oak Bluff. It used to be a boarding house. They get to it. It is so cool looking. It looks like it used to like it's an old timey firehouse or something like that. But the way the 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 front of it looks like it I used was to going be to like ask a, what you thought about it because I know you are house beautiful. I I would I would push several nuns off a cliff to uh, to live in that place. It is so cool looking from the outside. It looks like an old like like a 1900s firehouse or whatever. The way the windows are, it is so cool looking. The way it's painted, I absolutely love it. And um, I immediately, you're right, uh, Yaya, she is so gorgeous in this show. She's stunning. Every stunning. shot of her, every the camera, not just loves, adores. The camera's obsessed with her. In fact, she needs to get a restraining order against all cameras because they are stalking you. You look good. <laughs> I mean, she is stunning. So um, I... I it's interesting. Uh, we see uh, a very juxtaposition because we see them coming to Oak Bluff and how they're arriving in this rented car. And then we cut to the DuPonts arriving in their private jet being met by servants. Uh, and so it's a very uh, haves and have nots kind of vibe, um, but not the same as Tyler Perry's haves and have nots. This is written much better, shot much better definitely has a bigger budget uh in every conceivable way so um uh i i like the casting of the uh, clearly the rival uh of of Ange of uh, angela is leah she is the daughter of uh uh, i think is it franklin dupont or oh teddy uh, teddy uh teddy franklin who is played by joe morton daddy pope so we have another scandal sighting yeah he cannot he cannot play enough uh super powerful abusive black fathers so (laughs) (laughs) he's clearly going to be horrible to this daughter too and I to cut to the chase. It turns out, uh, or we at least we at least Angela believes at the end of the episode that this man is also her father. So her quickly we find uh, the the her nemesis as she tries to make her way in this town, this very moneyed community, uh, is Leah. Uh, she's trying to uh, Angela's trying to get into this organization of women that's going to be very helpful for her. And so Leah is putting up roadblocks, and so they're going to be having this mother daughter fashion show and so uh angela says oh i can uh do glam and so leah says oh you know what why don't you do glam Susie? somebody else over there and you can be in charge of uh of uh refreshments and so she said you want me to do snacks exactly (laughs) and and then leah says you know every uh, all of it's important every part of every part of it is important so of course the person who was supposed to do glam uh doesn't show up doesn't call anybody or anything which up to me did not feel real because the way they are in that community you could be destroyed for letting leah Leah down because Leah is so powerful. So the idea that not only was Leah let down, but she wasn't even being wasn't even informed that she was being let down, that didn't ring true to me. But what even rings less true <laughs> was what happened next. So um, it turns out that Angela is uh, doing the glam for this event, and when you get called into the la- at the last minute to do glam for a uh, for a fashion show that you found out about yesterday and then you show up at said fashion show, how do you have a hundred pounds of fake hair with you? 
just because. <laughs> and just all these concepts to do hair in 800 different ways. And you're able to put that together in seconds. And you're at the beach. So I, I found that hard. I know Tasha, you're going to tell, oh, well, Kevin, you don't know. It's not fair to ask where she'd get all that hair. I just like, I'm so. No, 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 no. What I'm, that didn't make sense to me, but what they could have done, it could have made sense. They just didn't put in a line that would make sense. I could see where, okay, something happened uh, where the other person couldn't make it. The other, they could have gotten in, uh, Leah could have uh, rubbed her the wrong way. They got an argument. He said, you know what, then I'm just not going to do it. Find somebody else. That happens all the time. So I could see that happening. The uh, fire, the, the firehouse she lives in is not that far. She could have gone and gotten stuff, but there could have been this explanation. She could have said, well, see, your girl called and said that she couldn't make it. So I ended up going back and getting all of this stuff. So that could have been the explanation for that. They just did not do it, which is a mistake. They could have explained because that's easily explainable. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I had a problem with the fact that they didn't even try to explain any of it just magically like a fairy godmother. Boom. She shows up at the event and, and makes everybody look fabulous and has like literally 30, 40 pounds of hair on all these models in seconds. How she did. I don't. Uh, anyway, fine. So so she did that. But here's another part that just like really it felt like almost real housewifey kind of. So um, her daughter, Nikki, she went to a party the night before and it was on a boat and something happens where a girl was either pushed off of said boat or fell off the, of the boat or, or tried to commit suicide by diving off the boat. Her body is still missing, not found or whatever. And um, something hinky having to do with Leah's uh, daughter. So uh, that night, um, Nikki looks in her purse and she finds a phone and it's the phone that belonged to the missing girl. And on that phone, she finds a file, uh, a video, and it's a video of, 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 um, what is her name? What is her daughter's name? Uh, Ah, is that, cause she is a, uh, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. I think her name is Lauren. Lauren. Yeah. Lauren Lauren DuPont. Yeah. So she, she goes off. She goes, I know we're not friends. But I wanted to let you know that um I have this. And so she's uh, she's basically telling her, like, you don't need to, like, hide who you really are or whatever. Okay, so person that I've known for, like, one day that I had a two-second conversation with, thanks for telling me what I should and shouldn't do with my life. And also, you should tell the police that you actually do know and you were talking to the girl who's missing who was your lesbian secret lover. And I'm like, why? Okay, if you're going to have this conversation with somebody you don't know, do you have it? in the middle of a big, you know, gala mother daughter extravaganza thing where everybody's like, she's still in her modeling outfit. And so she talks to her in the middle of everything. Then getting up, seeing them argue. A, it doesn't make sense to me that Lauren would even get loud. Cause it's just like, she wants to keep it on the low that she was a lesbian and B the missing presumed dead girl was her lover. And so why would you raise your voice? Get everybody looking at you, A. Wait, B, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought that they did find her. Now she's in the hospital. Oh, they did find her? Because I thought that she was missing. Yeah. I thought somebody said that she was Yeah, missing. no, they said she's in the hospital. Right, but then they came back and said that um, she was in the hospital. So that was, that was her. So they found her, apparently. 
Okay, well then, what makes no sense then? Let's say, okay, let's say that's true. I'm I'm calling on you. You just keep saying if, but I stand on my skills. You stand they, on it, uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna speak to it as if what you're saying is the Bible truth. Um, and I'm not even religious. I don't know why I said that, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> let's say that's that's the case. So I don't understand why uh, Nikki is saying to her, you need to tell the police the truth because what's her face is, I guess, like in the hospital so she can say who she was with when she went over or what um, happened no, to her. Not if she's not conscious or not if she's not in a, a state to say that. Okay, fine. Let's let all that go. Let's go on to the idea that I'm a secret lesbian and I'm having a super huge loud confrontation in the middle of my mother's charity event. Then when her mother comes over hearing them fighting in the middle of the charity event, everybody looking at them, um, she says to her, uh, uh, her mother asks, what's going on? And so then, so then um, Lauren says, she's threatening me, mother. So what would be the next question when you say to somebody, Tachi, I'm being threatened by Jeff. Threatened with what? Threatened about what? She's supposed to be secretly a lesbian. Why would she say that? Because the very next question is, well, what are you threatening with? Oh, this video of your daughter uh, banging some girl? That, just, that makes zero sense that she would tell her mother she was being threatened by her other than for what happens next. So then after she says, mother, she's threatening me. And she goes, what is it with you and your family? And so then Nikki's mother, boom, shows up. And she says like, this whole event was saved by me. This is my uh, this is my moment, not yours. And um, uh, you should be thanking me. And so then, um, so then, uh, Leah says, "I uh, says you know." Uh, she goes, "You lied. Your mother didn't summer here. Your mother was a maid." And then she says, "And not only was she a maid, but she was a drug dealer, and she was dealing drugs out of her so-called salon." And then. Not having a purse, she and she's still in her model outfit. She pulls out a giant, like a full size legal piece of paper that has a, a the the mugshot of Angela's mother on mm -mm. it. No, remember, no, remember, it was brought to her by the mother in law. No, I know that she brought the it, to her, but, but how does she have it in her hand? Just she has it with her when she goes to talk to her. When, when they're having no, no, no. The mother, the mother-in-law, right before, came over and gave her that. Don't you remember? The mother-in-law was no, at I, that uh, no, standing no, table. No, she, she even said, "She goes, you have to handle this, or your uh, are you going to handle this, or is your father? I'm going to have to ask your father to handle it." I understand that, but I'm saying right. she just happens to have the thing in her hand, and she's like, when she comes up, she doesn't seem to have anything in her hands or anything on her when she's saying, like, what are you doing to my daughter? What's going on? And then when the other daughter, when the uh, when Angela comes up, then th then she reveals she has this mugshot with her. So the A, we have to believe the other woman. Why? Okay. <sighs> Let's say that, yes, the mother-in-law had done background check on this woman, and she has dirt on her. Why would she bring it to her with her to the fashion show? They know where they live. They could have basically confronted them anytime. At the, it reminds me of what happens on the Real Housewives oh, no. of Atlanta, of all these shows. Well, it's like if I'm going to confront you, Tachi, am I going to wait to confront you till we're on the top of the Eiffel Tower and let's discuss what happened on episode six, Tachi? It's like we couldn't talk about this any other time or any other place. No, because the goal is to humiliate her, even though. Leah says, 
I'm not in the business of trying to tear black women down. She actually is. So that that's the purpose for doing it there. They're trying to humiliate her because remember the mother-in-law is not, it has said there's a long history with them here, blah, 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 blah. So she, they're not trying to do it in pri in private. There are some people that do it in public. So that's, okay. that's in line. But wait, okay. Here's another reason why that doesn't make any sense. Tachi. Because we okay. know at the end of the episode that she's actually the daughter of they they're actually her sisters. The mother-in-law knows this background about the fact that what's her face got uh that um Leah's father got this housekeeper pregnant and paid her off to go away. And then when that wasn't working, they framed her uh to make it look like she was a drug dealer to make her go away. So that all tracks. So if you're trying to get rid of Angela. What you do is you you go to her privately, like, look, we have this information on your mother. We'll release this and destroy you in all the town unless you quietly leave uh uh, uh leave uh, the uh, ladies auxiliary thing you're trying to run for. If you quietly leave, we'll let this go away. That's how you do it. But instead of doing it in front of everybody, it's going to make it a big thing and make her come for you even harder, and maybe make the secrets that you're trying to keep secret come out. Or do you see we're giving them too much um savviness credit, right? In terms of that type of thing. So well, they're supposed yeah, to be billionaires. They're supposed then, to be savvy. No. Okay. Billionaires okay. are not all that brilliant. Let's <laughs> some of them are, some are just not. <laughs> so when you uh when you look at it, all right, suppose suppose it happened that the, the way you said where they're doing it quietly and I'm gonna pay you to quietly go away. I don't think that Yaya uh, that Angela's character would have quietly gone away. Probably not. That still probably would have caused this whole type of thing anyway, where she would have had to get loud and belligerent in public to make her point. So I think they just cut that part out because that's prolonging the inevitable. Because Angela wasn't gonna go away quietly. All right. Okay. So anything else you want to talk about about the show? Yeah, I just I think first of all, we didn't get to see a whole lot of the scenery yet, but I am, you know, hoping to see more of the scenery of Oak Bluffs and the way it looks because it really is like a beautiful area and I I'm not sure if they shot it in Oak Bluffs. Or, or on Martha's Vineyard. I know sometimes they shoot some of these things in Canada because there are places that look similar. So I'm not sure where it was shot, but um, I'm hoping to see some more of, of the scenery and what it looks like. I'm wanting to see the, um, the development of all of this. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Go ahead. So what'd you think of the fashion show? Cause that was, we see a lot, we see like a lot of the fashion show. Right. I think, first of all, I think it was really well done, really nice clothing. And, you know, it didn't look costumey like somebody's costume designer came and said, OK, this will look right. Um, what I didn't hear was the actual theme. Do you recall the theme of the uh, um, I just heard mother daughter fashion show and then it looked like right. Wakanda. So I don't know. Right. Well, maybe that 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 was the thing. I wish they would have said what the theme was because there's this whole thing now, and it, it it's in keeping because remember she has a black hair care uh, company or natural hair care company, and she has actually applied for a a grant or for this competition to get money to help fund the small business. So she goes to Leah and um the husband who is played by Morris Chestnut Raymond. Um, and apparently they have something to do with that, that whole thing. Cause I think it's through the DuPonts or whatever. And so, um, 
she he says, okay, black hair care, that's very on trend. So to me, that kind of signifies that they're trying to be in whether they are actually about it or this trend because it is trendy to be quote African that they're like okay well let's make it you know a Wakanda type thing so mother daughter fashion show doesn't mean European wear it could be this no I didn't I, I didn't no I didn't say that it did but one thing that is funny to me honestly and I'm not gonna agree because you're not agreeing with me on anything today but what I what I don't understand is you're trying to make your name as being the queen of natural hair care. And how do you do it? By putting wigs on everybody. Yeah, but a lot of them didn't have natural hair, <laughs> probably. So that, that's a whole other conversation. So you saw Leah didn't have natural hair. What was she going to do with that? You have to put all a wig right, on them. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. Saying. Okay, so let's let me cu- let's cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. So Tachi, when it comes to foxes, our kind of people, was it or was it not hype worthy? I absolutely do think it was hype worthy. I think there were things that needed to have been fixed. Uh, I think there were things that could have made, because this is a drama, so it should follow and make sense. I think there were some things that's like, okay, I don't think you thought that through before you put that um, in. Or just a simple line would have said why you showed up with all these wigs or what happened to the other person that was supposed to be there. But I am excited to see what else this show has to hold. So I absolutely do think it was hype-worthy despite the flaws. In your eyes, Kevin, do you think our kind of people was or is hype worthy you know what with its flaws and everything it is absolutely hype worthy i'll go even further to say remember all the hype and all the buzz in the early days of empire this was much more watchable if i had to put them two together side by side watching the remembering the pilot of uh of um empire Empire. i think this is a Mm -hmm. i think this is a better pilot i didn't have to sit through some horrible rap songs and um yeah i would watch this i would watch this over empire any day you can just gaze upon the beauty that is yaya i mean this woman the all the costume changes all the different things they do with her and that amazing mane of hair she has literally she is a friggin' lioness she is so she, she really is. She really is. I just, yeah. And like you said, she has no bad angles. She's just amazing. I mean, well, let me say they picked a beautiful cast. Okay. This entire cast is just stunning. Just oh, beautiful. Yes. The, the teen lesbians are smoking hot. The, um, um, oh, God. Uh, well, they are. And then, <laughs> and, um, um, uh, a- Angela's daughter, also smoking hot her troubled teen daughter is also smoking hot the uh let's see the parents they're smoking hot er- yes everybody it's it's a beautiful cast um i'm looking forward to actually seeing more of the locations we only get like a real glimpse of some of the outside of of some places but i didn't feel like we got a real good look at the outside of the dupont estate i felt like i want to see right. more of the estate um, when they're having this one party, there is another party. There's so many parties. There's another party at some other guy's house that he, um, he sends an invitation to Angela. Has a, That's another thing. He has an invitation dropped off at Angela's house. I don't know how he knows where Angela lives. They talk for two seconds at a party. And the next thing he's sitting, he's delivering shoes. Oh, that's and, easy enough. And uh, 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 at her house. A, how he knew what size shoe she wears. 
oh, okay. I guess that's he found that online or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, yes, the show is absolutely watchable. I'm curious to see how it plays out. Um, it's it looks like it's gonna be fun. It reminds me one show that it really reminds me. What I mentioned when we did we reviewed the trailer, I said I said like a, a melanin rich Downton Abbey, but what it really is is a melanin rich revenge do you remember the show revenge that was mm. on abc it was about this woman who came back also to like a moneyed uh a coastal community she was white and oh, she had yes. yes and so it, uh, there was a whole secret back a past between with her family and this super rich matriarch that she was set set out to destroy and it's 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 a melanin rich version of that it is so much like revenge um i can't wait to see how it plays out uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited about this. But of course, they you know, all these places now you're so used to binge watching, now you have to wait till next week. I know <laughs> that's the downside of watching networks when you gotten used to watching stuff like Netflix. You gotta wait week in, week out. So yeah, we'll definitely be watching more episodes of that show. Whereas Big Leap for me, yeah, I'm leaping away from that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've come to the end of another episode. I can. But because it was inevitable, since you like reality so much, Kevin, since you like reality so much, I can believe because it's inevitable in reality that something ends. That's an excellent point, Tachi. And they need to remove this from the script when we when they when they do this in drama, drama a dramatic form or a dramedy form. They need to remove that line that I just said. I agree. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> oh, though this was actually a lot of fun. Oh, it was so much fun. So, Tachi, how can people listen to our podcast other than how they're listening right now? Myriad of ways on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, on WJMSRadio.com on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And if for some reason you can't remember any of that, go to TVChanneling.com where you can listen to past and upcoming episodes. And it's a lot of fun. Make sure that you're listening. Also, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, Make sure that you subscribe so all the episodes can be downloaded right away for you. It could, they drop right away. And leave us a review. We would love a wonderful review. So if for some reason you disagree with everything Kevin said today <laughs> and want to tell him aptly, how, Kevin, can they reach you via social media? Yes. If you want to agree with everything I said and say that Tachi was wrong, feel free to write as well. You can reach us via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are TV channeling everywhere, and we would love to hear from you. So if there's a show you'd like us to review, if you want to do another hype or the episode about another show that's getting tons of hype, we will go in on that as well. Just let us know. We're here for you. That's what we do. <laughs> um, and what we're going to do now is to let you all get back to whatever it was you were doing before. Thank you so much for listening and for putting up with all of our <laughs> musings about different television shows. Again, get at us. We'd love to know what you think about these shows. Maybe you've watched them uh, and you want to share as well. Please do. We'd love to, to hear your thoughts. And with that, I'm, we're going to sign off the way we always do. Goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, we watch bad TV, so you don't have to. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.